to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malenzak, and this is episode 67 of the podcast. And 67 means it's week seven, and uh, that means a few things for us here at the College Student Success Podcast. Uh, so it means we're just about halfway done with the semester. And um, in the spring semester, during the halfway point of the semester, we typically have a little thing called spring break. And I hope that some of you are getting ready to do something fun on your spring break. <laughs> and I hope some others of you plan on making up all of the work that you are behind on your spring break. And uh, I'm sure you appreciate the uh, week hiatus from classes. So, I am uh, myself, as I've mentioned on a few episodes, going to Florida. I don't know if I mentioned where I was going, but I mentioned I was not going to be here next week. So that means no episode next week. And we will resume the following week uh, with episode 68 and a continuation of our rap planning series for college students. So let's get into part three of our uh, rap planning series. Uh, if you are just joining us, uh, welcome, first of all. And second of all, I would suggest maybe going back and starting with episode 65 if you're interested in completing a rap plan with us and listen to the first two episodes of this series, 65, which is on uh, the Wellness Toolbox and episode 66, which was done last week on the Daily Wellness Plan. Today, we're going to talk triggers, and uh, we're going to start to get into the really the, the planning part of this. So it's wellness and, recovery actually, wellness and Recovery Action Plan, and a lot of what we've done so far is just kind of talking about what, what, what we look like when things are going well. You know, uh, these are the tools we have at our disposal. This is what our, our day looks like when it comes to being a good and successful student that is able to kind of manage their shit. And so today we're going to start to um, basically forecast what what we look like when uh, things go wrong. And the first way we do that is identifying our triggers. All right. So that's what we're going to focus on today. Uh, so before we get into that, real quick, just had a goal progress update. Want to let you know, I played racquetball last week and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I know that that's been part of my goal uh, is in terms of being kind of more socially and physically well. And uh, I played with a friend of mine and we had a great time and my knees are paying for it in the last couple of days. Um, so I hope to play again this week. I don't know if I will just based on how my body feels, but, um, yes, very happy that, uh, I got all the things involved with that done and, uh, I'm looking to play again when my, uh, my schedule opens up a little. So, uh, back to triggers. Okay. So if you want to take a look at the, uh, rap plan that I included in the blog, um, and in today's show notes, it is there, uh, the PDF version. And you could turn to page five and you will see we are on triggers. And so I'm going to read the first paragraph there about triggers. External events or circumstances may make you feel like you are becoming sick. These are normal reactions to life events, but if you don't respond to them, they will actually make you feel worse. The awareness of triggering events will increase your ability to cope and to avoid the development of acute onset of more severe symptoms. All right, so let me Derekize that language for you. Um, so 
a lot of times people early on in their, um, you know, when they develop uh, symptoms of an illness or just start having problems related to, you know, depression or anxiety, aren't, you know, when you're, when it's new to you, you don't know what to expect, right? And so sometimes you might experience something, you're like, oh, this doesn't, this isn't making me feel good. I hope this doesn't get anything, turn into anything bigger. And it doesn't, right? It just is like a minor stressor and you are able to navigate it and deal fine. And other things you may be like, oh, this is nothing. You know, that other thing that I was dealing with last week was nothing. And all of a sudden it blows up and it becomes something a lot bigger than you intended it to be because you didn't expect it because it hasn't happened to you before. So people that don't have a lot of experience with their symptoms, uh, this is going to be harder, right, to, to figure out what your triggers are. Um, but people that do have some experience, the lived experience of, you know, having dealt with depression, if that's your thing, or anxiety, or, or hearing voices, or having a rapidly cycling mood, bipolar disorder, um, you and you've had it for a little while, or you've known what it's, feel, what it's felt like to be, you know, symptomatic. And it's oftentimes something that triggers these symptoms. And that's what we're here to talk about today. What are the things that could potentially derail you? They always start with one single, you know, thing. You know, it's not usually people have go from not having any symptoms to full-blown symptoms out of nowhere, right? Sometimes it's an event that triggers it. Sometimes it is, uh, you know, an accumulation of things over time, but it usually starts with one or two things, you know? It doesn't have all of your symptoms happening at once. So things that, uh, these are the things that if they happened at school uh, or were in some way related to school might upset me. And they give some examples here of having a disagreement with a fellow student. Uh, having too much work to do, being late, all right? So some of these are, are things that we can all relate to, right? Having too much work to do is sort of pretty universal. I didn't even think to include that one because I feel like I always have too much fucking work to do. Uh, it's just the way of the, the way that things are for me. And it's not, I, I have learned how to deal with it using my routines and, and like some of the things I talked about last week that I won't focus on this week, you know, like... Um, my to-do list and, you know, sort of narrowing things down in my calendar, um, those help me manage that, you know, and if that is a super cause of your stress and anxiety, if, if all of a sudden getting too much to do really triggers something, those are the things that I would, you know, that I would fall back on. Um, so here's some things that I listed. Okay, so I have forgetting an assignment. I'm usually not late with assignments. Uh, I know that if I know what I have due, I can get it done, or I will have a reason why or a plan to get it done. But if I don't have it written down and somehow miss it, this hasn't happened in a while, probably a testament to sort of the structure I've put on myself, um, it will throw me off. It will get me beating myself up, being like, how could I have missed that? And it will be hard for me if I, if I figure that out, say, in the beginning of a class, it'll, it'll be hard for me to shake that feeling. And I won't be able to concentrate as well on, you know, whatever it is I'm supposed to be listening to that day, the lecture, or, you know, if you have an exam, God forbid. So forgetting an assignment is, is a problem for me um, if it happens. Like I said, it hasn't happened in a while, but that would tr that would be a trigger, you know, for things to, to kind of start to go downhill. Um, doing way worse than expected on something. So if I bomb something, but I know I bombed it, uh, it's not as hard uh, as when I think I did okay and then you bomb it, 
you know. Um, and it's not so much expectations. Like, I'm often pretty good judge, and I, you guys probably feel that way too most times, right? You can kind of have an idea of what how well you did on something when you turn it in. Sometimes, you know, not knowing, like, to the letter grade or to the number, but just being like, I did okay, I did great, I did shitty, I completely messed that up. <laughs> um, so doing way worse than I expect will, will get me trying to kind of evaluate, like, what the fuck went wrong here. And wh- why, even if I didn't know, even if I knew that I wasn't going to do great, you know, my the work that I'm used to or capable of, um, what is the reason for me not having the expectation fulfilled? You know, um, I ended up doing way worse. Was it something that I missed a portion of the uh, the topic material that was to be covered? Uh, you know, whatever it is. So if this is you, you know, this is this is a trigger, right? Oh, I forgot something, or oh, I did way worse, and now I'm going to have something, you know, kind of linger, you know, a feeling of anxiety, a feeling of you know low self worth or bad self-esteem, you know, just this like beating yourself up feeling uh, that might take a while to go away after you experience that trigger. Um, This one is kind of relates to forgetting an assignment is mixing up due dates on something. So if I, you know, let's say I had one chapter due this week and another chapter due the following week and I get them mixed up and I read the wrong chapter. It's sort of like I said, kind of relates to forgetting an assignment, but that will kind of get me going down that rabbit hole of like, what did I do wrong? How could I have missed this? And sort of becoming a little over self-analytical to my own detriment. And I'm sure there's people out there that, that have experienced that. And, you know, if that's something that you feel comfortable kind of talking about and maybe you've experienced or figured out ways to mitigate that, to, to get over it quicker than you used to, uh, I'd love to hear from you, you know, send me an email and maybe we can uh, talk about it because it's something that I'm working on. And I think that some of the, you know, meditation practices that are out there and deep breathing do help kind of center you away from whatever feeling you're trying to get away from disappointment in this, you know, in this regard is, is kind of the one that stands out to me. Um, all right. So being preoccupied with non-school stuff. So if the trigger is something that happens outside of school, uh, it could still impact me being in school, right? Um, I, you know, have a fight with a friend, you know. It's, it's going to cross over that, that realm of, you know, oh, this is only going on in my social world now to now it's impacting my schooling. Probably, you know, if it's a good friend or if it was a bad fight, even if that friend isn't a student or on your campus or anything, um, because you're going to be trying to do work and you'll be thinking back to it, um, you may be using energy to fix it that you would have other been otherwise been using, you know, for studying or, or preparation. Um, so, if you you know have something that's sort of nagging at you outside of school, uh, and it sort of crosses that that boundary of now impacting you in school. Uh, it's and it's something that you can sort of plan for, just kind of anticipate, and that's really what this is: is you're anticipating what your triggers might be over the course of the semester, and we'll you know use those tools that we talked about in the first couple of sections to get ourselves back on track. Right? Sometimes it's like I'm feeling this particular way. 
let me get out my this tool from my wellness toolbox and use it and I feel better. Sometimes it's looking at your wellness plan and being like, oh, you know, the reason I'm feeling, you know, even more this way than usual is because I haven't been doing this, this, and this as part of my, you know, healthy habits and routines. All right, I'm going to talk about a couple more here. Um, so teacher or student takes something that I say the wrong way. So if I'm misinterpreted and, you know, to the negative, that is something that could potentially trigger me to feel preoccupied or, or lose my concentration and focus and ability to sort of, you know, give 100% towards my schoolwork. Um, probably more so is for a teacher um, because you're in school for the grade, you know, and I've talked about sometimes how it's it's good to kind of get away from the, you know, the finality of like what it means and, and, and why, you know, grades are important, but it's, it's hard because that's what you're paying the money for. And, um, you know, I can understand it being hard to balance uh, the grade you get with the experience, which may not necessarily turn it into a fantastic job offer. Sometimes, right? We do lots of, you know, uh, unpaid experiences, whether they be formalized, like an internship, or informal, such as, you know, taking a gap year and traveling, and the experience you might get there. Um, So, I definitely went off target there, but um, I was talking about teachers or students taking something that you say the wrong way, Um, and it is something that, in terms of student, it's not as much oftentimes tied to the grade, unless you're uh, doing group work with that student, I guess, Uh, and so that is something that I might find a little bit easier to to navigate through and say, all right, you know, I may have been misinterpreted, but it's not going to impact my grade versus if it was a, uh, a faculty member, instructor. Now I have three session, sections here that kind of relate, but are all maybe different. I put conflict, confrontation, and tension. So they all sort of go together f- go together for me they may not for you but oftentimes I'm feeling some kind of conflict and and often it's it's internal right they person may not feel conflicted and I'm you know bothered by something that you know somebody said or you know this problem that I had and it forces me to confront them and uh, I struggle with confrontation sometimes and it's something that one job in particular really taught me you know how to get better at it because um I experienced a lot of it and it just kind of, I had to, you know, I was in a supervisory role, so I had to basically initiate confrontation more frequently than I would have liked. And I definitely got better at it. So if you are struggle, if you struggle with confrontation, I would suggest taking a job as a supervisor somewhere um, because you will inevitably end up with a bad employee and the, the job will force you to confront the person. And it, it does translate, right? Being good at confronting somebody in that environment oftentimes makes people better at confronting them in other environments. So just a little trick of the trade there. Uh, so the conflict leads to confrontation. And then the subsequent feeling after the confrontation is over, especially if it didn't go well, is one of tension. Uh, and this like, 
you know, sort of stress hanging over a situation, you know, you might be in the same room with somebody and there's some tension and you can like feel it. It's like dripping. Um, and that is a very difficult way to be productive uh, when, in, when you're in that, you know, very tension filled environment. So that's a big one. You know, it's not something, again, that I have had to experience a great deal of lately. But when it's happened, it will completely throw you off your school game. Yeah. Uh, and then the last two, I have feeling left out. And they this one may not really relate to school too much. And I think it's just more of a, a personal trigger for me. But if it were to happen at school, it would definitely impact me, which is why I threw it on. Um, I think I've always kind of had this, like, worry about being left out, you know, from when I was little. And so it doesn't happen, you know, much as an adult. You know, I think that the way it could happen, which is like, you know, oh, I'm the last person to find out about this gossip at work or something like that, isn't something I struggle with at all. In fact, I kind of pride myself on not knowing gossip that goes through my job because I don't have time to hear it. Um, so that keeps me on the right track, I think. But uh, this would be something that if it did creep back into my life in, in the school environment, that I would need to kind of be able to forecast and be like, oh, that's something I'm going to have to deal with. And, you know, we'll talk about the ways you deal with it uh, next, actually. I had one more, though. Uh, last one, these are things that if they happened at school or were in some way related to school might upset me. So we're talking triggers here is not understanding something that I feel like I should, right? So this has the potential, I feel like, to happen to me in, in future semesters in my school, you know, particularly with uh, statistics. And I worried, especially uh, actually early on in this semester, um, being in the classroom again, because I mentioned in the fall I took a, a, a fall class was online, and this one is in person. And I worried that I would be kind of behind all the other students because they had taken some of the other statistics courses that I hadn't yet taken. And this uh, worry that I had of not of going in and like everybody understanding something and me being just completely in the dark never came to fruition, thank goodness. But I, I feel like it could at some point. And that would be something that I kn would know about myself. And I think I could probably plan pretty well around, right? So that would be that would be the the trigger for me. If I experienced this trigger, my trigger response would be I would know that I would need to spend a lot more time with the instructor going over things outside of class, however that looks. Um, other people might take the route of, you know, leaning on a friend or a classmate or getting a tutor or watching videos on YouTube that relate to it, you know, how to do the practice and maybe getting it from somebody else. So that kind of takes us into our next section here on triggers. So it reads, if I am triggered, depending on the specific trigger, I might want to blah, examples, talk with a friend, uh, write in my journal, etc. They have one here, talk to my SED practitioner at Learn. And that is just a function of the form where this came from. So SED is supported education. Um, and that is sort of a formalized practice of um, practitioners uh, people that are professionals in the field of community mental health services. Uh, and sometimes support education can be on campus as well, but in New Jersey it's community-based. So there'll be like a community agency that has counselors 
that will uh, sign up to, you know, you can sign up to work with that will um, sort of guide you and assist you and support you through the college process. And um, it's all rooted in the um, you know, philosophy of psychiatric rehabilitation. And I interviewed a support education counselor, uh, my friend Andrea. It was actually my first interview ever. So uh, go back in the uh, archives if you want to hear that and what a support education counselor does. And uh, you know, hopefully it is a service that is available in your area. So, uh, all right, going back to this, what can I do if I'm triggered? All right, so the first one is not what the forum was probably expecting or calling for. But when I read this question, if I'm triggered, depending upon the trigger, I might want to. I wrote quit. <laughs> um, not to say I am going to quit, but I might want to. And I, I was going to cross it off, and I, if I didn't cross it off, I certainly wasn't going to say it. <laughs> On, on the podcast, but in looking at it, you know, it probably is worth mentioning for a second. It's like sometimes that is the, the feeling that you have when you experience one of these triggers, right? Especially if it's a bad one. Like for me, the, the, the conflict and confrontation tension one. Uh, if that was really bad, especially if I was having to deal with that on a week in, week out basis, it might make me want to quit. And as I've talked about in the past, you know, quitting isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, if you're quitting for the right reasons and, and kind of knowing, you know, it's it's kind of dumb, you know, on the antithesis, if you know that something is not going to lead anywhere, but you do it because you have your stubborn pride. Um, but I'm talking about when quitting can be beneficial. So I left it on there because I, I definitely might want to feel that way, but that doesn't necessarily mean I will quit. But I think it's important to acknowledge our feelings, even when they're not the ones we'd like to have. <laughs> So what are the things that positive things I would do after I get over being like, all right, I'm not going to quit over this. Um, One thing I would is is one of the ones in this example is journal. Uh, I use it as a verb. Um, That is one of the first things I will do when I'm feeling um, really any kind of emotion in a very extreme way. So I do it when I'm really happy too. I try and capture that feeling. Obviously, it's more beneficial and more of a tool when I'm feeling um, bad or stressed or depressed. So journaling, um, being by myself. So some people need supports around them when they're feeling this way. And I need to kind of sort my shit out and I need to often be alone when I do that. Or I'll invite my dog in. (laughs) Uh, She's usually very quiet and patient. So uh, she doesn't mind if I don't uh, answer her. Um, but being by myself is something I've discovered is uh, something I need from time to time in order to kind of sort through my thoughts and feel like I am ready to sort of face the world again. Um, so I think some of it leads to the fact that when I'm by myself, I'll sort of tackle things that I haven't, I've been meaning to, but haven't. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I have that productive spark and it'll make me feel good when I get some of those things done, especially if they bid on you know, on the back of my mind for a while. So some people that might be the complete opposite they put in this section, right? Uh, surrounding myself with people. Um, and I have talked to somebody as, an, as a little further down. So I'll talk about that one. Um, so there are times when I do, when I don't want to be alone. Um, but in those cases, it's often like I'll want the company of like one other person, like my wife <laughs> uh, or a friend, you know, that kind of understands what I'm, what I happen to be dealing with. 
So having like a person to talk to, but I'm not the kind of like surround myself with people. Uh, that doesn't help necessarily me cope with whatever trigger it is I'm experiencing. Uh, walking my dog, I have that one down. And I've talked about that one before as, as one of my wellness tools. Um, so you might have exercise or taking a shower, you know, just those personal care type of activities that relate to, to physical health physical wellness and the things that just make you feel right again you know um i have going for a drive you know this one relates to being alone and sometimes you know you the only way you might feel truly alone is when you get in your car because you know nobody can no especially if nobody's sitting in the passenger seat or behind you uh, you turn off your phone or you you know put something on that you haven't listened to in a while you know, some music and you can kind of like sort your shit out as you drive because driving's, uh, you know, you need to pay attention, but you can let your mind wander at the same time. Uh, and then the last one I have here is zone out on the web. <laughs> and this gets relates back to my hobbies, you know, whether it be, you know, just kind of surfing the net on, you know, about um, fantasy baseball or, or just cruising Reddit or, you know, whatever the, the sites that you like to check in on social media or whatever but just kind of giving yourself permission for an hour to just kind of zone out and let your mind go wherever it wants on the internet is a highly enjoyable type of activity for myself uh, so must be for other people out there so what are the triggers that you feel like uh, that you would write down in here you know i would like to hear them because the ones i picked were the ones i i as i'm completing this plan with you guys wanted to highlight um, because I want to get you thinking, you know, sometimes I struggle with this idea that I talk about myself too much on this podcast, um, but that's the only thing that I can compare to, right? So I'm not going to be talking about, you know, people that I worked with a long time ago, especially if there's potential for me to, you know, break confidentiality. Um, I'm going to talk about, you know, I'm the expert on me and you're the expert on you. And that's why we have interviews as sort of a... Uh, you know, taking a break from that, you know, because I think probably you get maybe bored of me sometimes. Um, but I try and relate the things back to things that I hope you guys are thinking about as well. You know, I'm a student as well, so I can uh, really relate and empathize with some of the stresses that you're going through. As an instructor, I can also relate in, in another way. Is, you know, what you, I see what instructors out there do uh, for better and for worse. I, and I hope that I try and mimic what the good instructors do and avoid the, the not so good ones. But um, I know my students get annoyed at me too. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to, you know, worry so much as to, you know, whether or not I, I do talk about the things that I'm focused on too much because you know, as I said, this is the way that I teach others, you know, is to kind of give personal examples. So I hope that's, you know, I hope that makes sense. And that, um, you know, if there are things that you feel like I'm missing, I'm happy to bring them up, you know, just send me an email about it and be like, hey, you know, I can't believe you missed this, this and this trigger. And I'll be like, geez, I can't believe I missed it either. And I may come on next time and, and talk about some more of those things. So if you feel like something is missing from these plans, um, it's because that, you know, the, the basis that I am going through them is just kind of completing it for myself and hoping that those ideas that I raise are the things that are helpful for me 
um, spark inspiration in yourself. And some of it's going to be like, oh, he does that. I'm, I do that too. Or that sounds like something that's really going to help me. And some of them I know are going to be things like, I can't believe he fucking does that. <laughs> um, so and that's okay too. You know, in which case you might need to even, oh, dare say it, fast forward through some of the things that I say. Uh, you know, it happens. I understand. Thankfully, I don't do sponsorships. So I don't, hopefully don't have people fast forwarding through too much of the podcast. But anyway, on that note, uh, that is it for today. Uh, your home exercise, as you may expect, is to complete the third section of the academic wellness plan, uh, the one we focused on today, which is on triggers, page five of the, uh, the PDF that's uh, linked to in the show notes. So as I said, next week, there will not be a podcast episode. I will be thinking of you guys from sunny Tampa. Um, and then we will be back the following week, and we're going to tackle two sections of the plan next time. Uh, early warning signs on page six, if you want to start thinking about it, and when things are breaking down or getting worse. So I think we can kind of encapsulate both of those into one discussion next week, uh, in two weeks, I should say. And then the final uh Part five of the series will be on crisis planning and post-crisis planning. Uh, so what you can do before the crisis and what you can do, you know, after you've experienced a crisis. And that will wrap up our series. I'm planning on five parts for this series. And so we're now more than halfway through. And uh, we, when I see you again, we will be more than halfway through the semester. And I hope you guys are killing it this year, uh, this semester, with your goals. Uh, share them, you know, put them up there. Let me hear about them. But otherwise, if not, come back next time and uh, we will continue to work on our rap plans and continue on achieving those goals that really matter to us. Uh, see you in two weeks. Peace.